how to deal with the frustration of not knowing how to fulfill your dreams or execute your greatest ideas. How to deal with the frustration or the frustrations of not knowing how to fulfill your dreams or execute your greatest ideas. We often counsel you to find what you were born to do with your life because it is what will change your life and make you the success that you seek to become. That is true. As I've said to you quite a few times, uh, you were born to solve a particular problem or a series of problems. The world is in trouble. The world has problems. And only when you discover how you're supposed to use your talent to solve problems for people and to solve problems for the world, will you enjoy your greatest level of success. So all that is very correct. However, discovering what you were born to do is just part of the problem. And it won't take you all the way as you are probably discovering. Because after knowing what, knowing the how to do it is going to be a major challenge. (laughs) You know that already. Discovering what is a major challenge. But after discovering what you were born to do, or after you come to the point where you begin to discover that, okay, this is where I think I'm supposed to be going with my life. Discovering how to start fulfilling those dreams and to execute the ideas you have is going to be a major problem. So knowing how to do what you were born to do is going to be a major challenge. Let me use myself as an example. I already knew as far back as 2013, which was a year after I got married, just one year after I got married. I already knew that I was called not just to be a comedian, but to be a mentor, a teacher, a motivator and all that. However, It was only in 2018, five years later, that I began to come into the understanding of exactly how I was supposed to fulfill that calling. And it wasn't for the lack of trying within those five years. I tried many many things in that time, including some that some of you are witnesses to. We tried to have a weekly meeting in my office with a group of protégés a few times every month, like I said, every week that model didn't work and then we tried to do quarterly seminars a seminar every quarter that didn't work and then we tried to do annual seminars but that was not enough because people's minds had to be fed regularly and then as you're probably aware last year we tried the youtube approach but as effective as that was it still left something to be desired and so we grappled with many questions And we had to live with a major factor that every achiever must conquer before they can become successful. In short, what I'm trying for another way of saying is that we had to deal with constantly and overcome one major factor that every successful achiever must overcome before they can become successful. And that factor is called neural agitation. I will say it again. That factor is called neural agitation. Neural agitation. That is N-E-U-R-A-L. Neural of the brain, of the cerebral. Neural agitation. I guess I don't have to spell agitation for you. Every achiever, every person who is going to break through and become successful is going to have to deal with and overcome neural agitation. So what is neural agitation? Well, in layman's terms, 
it is the cerebral frustration or the cerebral frustration that will threaten to exhaust and wear you out as you try to find ways to fulfill your dreams. Because basically, you are going to be unsettled and worn out and fatigued in your mind because you will keep finding ways to fulfill that which you have seen and that which you dream about. And every time you think you have come up with a solution to fulfill your dreams, then you find you haven't actually hit it you haven't discovered it and then you will try again and try to do it another way and then you'll find that that way doesn't work and then you will try again and this will greatly exhaust you and it is one of the leading causes why people give up by the time you try this and you try that and you try the other for a few years and nothing pans out it is not the physical effort that wears you out but the mental fatigue of always having your hopes dashed If you're not at this stage, you're probably wondering what abstraction I'm talking about. But if you are there right now or you have been through it, then you are probably stomping your feet and you are clapping in agreement and in witness and you're saying a thousand prayers for me. There is a point where you will be so frustrated because finally you know what you want to do with your life or you think you do know what you want to do with your life. But everything you have tried to fulfill that thing that you have seen, nothing is working out. You spent years trying to answer the question, what am I supposed to be doing? I need to be effective. And then one day, in an epiphany, you suddenly discover what you're supposed to be doing with your life and you are so happy. And yet everything that you try to fulfill your dreams and the ideas that you have, the breakthrough ideas that you think will break you through, everything that you try, nothing seems to be working. And so you will be cerebrally frustrated and fatigued. This is what is called neural agitation. Now, um, the reason why you'll be frustrated through this stage can also be called a roller coaster of emotions, and I'll really break that down to you and you'll understand. One day you'll be high as a kite. One day you'll be high as a kite because, as I've said, you can see your way clear and you know exactly what you want to do with your life. The next day or the day following that, you will find that you are in the lowest of lows, sometimes bordering on depression because the adrenaline has finally left your system and you can finally see all the holes in your perfect plan and why it will not work. After I came into the knowledge of what I was supposed to be doing with my life in 2013, as I've told you, a mentor, teacher, motivator, and not just a comedian, there were days I was convinced I was to be a pastor. I was convinced that I was to be a pastor on some days. I was clear enough that I wasn't to be a regular pastor with a regular kind of church where people come to and all those kind of things. But there were days when I thought I was to start a pastoral ministry of some kind. And then I would come up with all kinds of names and all that and I would be high in the clouds with excitement. And then the next day, the very next day, down I would go. I would go so down that I would almost be depressed. In fact, the last time it happened, my wife was the pin that providence or that God used to deflate my balloon. And this time I even waited before I told her because you see, as I have discovered uh, from my experiences with neural agitation, to sit, I've discovered to sit on every idea I have for at least 24 hours before telling anybody. If after 24 hours I am still as excited about any idea that I have, then there must be something authentic with it about it. And so because of my experience with this roller coaster high today down tomorrow and the emotions associated with this phase, I sat on this idea for 72 hours, 
which as you know is a difficult thing to do because the moment you have a breakthrough idea you can't wait to start telling people at least the people close to you and so i sat on this for about 72 hours before i told my wife in fact you know how difficult this is as i have said a friend of mine called me a few days ago about 7 a.m in the morning and the first thing he did was to apologize uh, but he explained that he had actually been waiting for hours to call me because he had this idea he believed would break him through and he hadn't been able to sleep all night so he couldn't wait again and he had to call by 7 a.m so creative people know what i'm talking about when you have an idea you are so you, you vibrate so much with the idea that you can't wait to tell people so after 72 hours i couldn't hold it any longer and blotted it out to my wife. Finally, I told her, <laughs> baby, babe, I think I am called to start a church. I think I am going to start a church. <laughs> I am too annoyed to repeat what she said exactly. Or oh, I was too annoyed. But that exchange ended in a fight. What she said exactly just annoyed me so much and I shouted back at her and all that and we started fighting. She completely burst my nascent dreams of any pulpit stomping and ministerial protocol I thought I was going to go into. But guess what? It turned out she was right. As I discovered a few days later when the high finally left my system. And I was glad I ran it by her. And this is why as I counseled in my book, The Secrets of the Streets, my first book, you need to build a team around you. And your greatest ideas are never going to take off. And they are never going to survive if you don't have a team around you. And as I've told you, and as I told you in the chapter of that book, I told you some of the key people that should be on your team. As an aside to that, that's one of the key things that spouses do for you as well. Well, the good ones. They tell you how it is, which is why you should be careful when you're marrying. That's an aside. I just thought I should tell you that. To even underscore that further, my wife was the one who chose the cover of our new book, Forget Principles, Find a Mentor, How to Connect with Those Who Will Help You, with the people who will help you get from where you are to where you need to be in your life. She was the one who chose the title. I had already asked that before we commenced. And so when the final artwork came in, I didn't bother to show her and just went straight to press. I thank God that he intervened quickly and somehow my wife saw the cover I had chosen before it was too late. And so I was able to rush to the printer and catch him before he finally started to print. What difference the cover would have made on the long run, I don't know. But this cover is so much better. Alright, and this is why King Solomon said that two are better than one. The man knew what he was talking about. He said that two are better than one. For if one falls down, the other will be able to help him up. Alright, I just thought I should tell you that as an aside. So back to our matter. This roller coaster of emotions that you will feel as a talented person trying to achieve success can be debilitating and will go on for a while. The roller coaster high today, down tomorrow. But that is not even the worst part. The worst part is all the money that you will seemingly have wasted on half-baked and half-executed ideas that you actually did try to fulfill as you tried to execute your dreams. You know, all the ideas you had about how to fulfill the worth of your dreams. Having the idea and being up today and down tomorrow is not even the worst part. The worst part about it is all the money and the resources that you would have pumped into, into ideas that never turned out to be anything in the end. You know, it's one thing to deal with the load that hits you. 
after you decide a few days later that your idea was not as good or as awesome as you thought it was. As I've explained, that happens. You have this idea today, you're very high about it. Tomorrow, on your own, you're just very low about it. It's one thing to have to deal with that neural agitation. That is bad enough. It's another thing entirely. When you didn't lose the belief in the idea, and then you went ahead and committed resources to it, and then it turned out to be nothing in the end. I have lost count of the number of times I have heard the stories of the thousands of experiments that Thomas Edison conducted before he could give us the incandescent light, light bulb, the bulbs we put on in our house. Of course, you know it was Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison that um, invented the light bulb. I have lost time of the amount of stories I have heard about how many experiments he conducted. I think it was 10,000 experiments. But I can't even be bothered to Google it or research it at this point because the exact number of experiments carried out doesn't change the point I am trying to make one way or another. The incontrovertible point is that he must have done a lot of experiments to finally arrive at the result. So that is all well and good and every time I've heard them talk about that story, they have spoken about it as a story of perseverance. What I have never heard them talk about, however, what I've never heard mentioned is the fantastic amount of money and other resources that he must have spent on all those experiments that failed. Surely it must have been expensive to carry on a steady stream of explosions, electrocutions and other hazards. And yet, I read that when he was asked, when they asked him, he didn't consider all those failed experiments as failures but the price of success because every time he did it, he at least knew what wouldn't work and so he eliminated another method. And with this, we have come to my practical point for you. Now we're about to get into the practical point. So are you ready for the practical point? Alright, if you are, say mentor. I know you think I can't hear you, but as I tell you in all my teachings, there's a vibe I can feel. So if you don't say mentor aloud, we're going to end this now. I have at least done enough for you at this point. So say mentor. Alright. Practical point. Firstly, there is no getting away from the frustrations of neural agitation. You will have to learn to deal with them. I will say that again. There is no getting away from the frustrations of neural agitation. You will have to learn to deal with the high today, low tomorrow, because they are part of life as a creative and talent-based entrepreneur. And that is what you are. You are a creative person and you are a talent-based entrepreneur. My suggestion is that you really enjoy the highs. This high today, down tomorrow, you really enjoy the highs. You really enjoy that feeling of excitement and the giddy rush that hits you whenever you stumble on an idea that you think will wow the world and will give you your long sought after breakthrough. Even though you might come down the next day, I promise you that you won't, ask, you won't have come as low as you were last week. Every idea that you have that makes you excited is bringing you closer and closer to the idea that will finally yield dividends and take you to the top. Every low, every low feeling that you get that follows the last high feeling that you get is a low that was higher than the last low. And if you stick with this long enough, you will notice that every new low that comes on the back of a new idea you have is way higher than some past highs you have had. I don't want to frustrate you and complicate this at this point because if I could draw a graph and you could understand this better, you will see it. Life is an undulating graph of highs and lows, 
and nobody remains in either position permanently. Alright, so if you can think of a graph in your head, just draw a graph from the lowest point of the graph and keep taking it high. Those are your highs when you get what you consider your breakthrough ideas. Then stop at the high point and take it a bit low. <laughs> Don't take it all the way down to where you started, but take it just a bit low to above the point where you started. That is the low that will follow your high after a few days. However, after a while, you will have another idea. Now, try to draw that mental map again from that point of low. Now, draw it high past the point of the previous high. Draw it higher than that point. All right, stop there. A few days after that, you will feel low again. So, start coming down again. This time, however, stop your low before you get to the point of the first high. The first high you drew. Don't take the low of this point below that point. Stop it here. Great. Now, take it again higher than the previous two highs and all that. That is what I mean if you can draw that mental point. Yes, you will keep going high and low with your ideas. But every low you have off the back of the of a new idea will not take you as low as even the highest point of the last good idea you had all right i hope i've been able to communicate that yes you will have highs and low but every new low is going to be higher than all the past highs you have had every low feeling that hits you off the back of a new idea that you have had is not even going to be as low as what you had considered as a high point in the past all right so, life is an undulating graph of highs and lows and nobody remains in either position permanently. That is to say you cannot be high all the time and you cannot be low all the time. However, if you continue to diligently seek how to become your best self and how to fulfill what you think or what you know is your destiny, your progress in life will move in an upward iteration so that the lows that follow your highs will become than your previous will become higher than your previous highs as i have said in fact what you will call low after a while will be the stuff of many people's dreams and wishes this is because this is so because as i have said each movement brings you closer to your promised land hey look if you know anybody who lives in canada right now and likes to smoke weed or cannabis you should ask them they just legalized cannabis in that part of the world and all the distributors of weed have run out in less than 48 hours. With that entire weed though, with all the weed that they have bought, every high man is going to come down soon. And that is why they keep taking more and more until they stand the danger of getting into really heavy territory and the kind of stuff that ruins lives. But fortunately for you and I, we get higher and higher off the backs of our ideas that will change the world. And that's a good thing, isn't it? To get addicted to breakthrough ideas that will make the world a better place to always be on the lookout for the next big concept and this is why you wake up on some days and you are just excited and pumped up and pumped up in ways you can't explain can, can, can i tell you that has that happened to you some days you wake up and you are excited and you are pumped up in ways you cannot explain nothing has changed about your status or your career but you just feel high because in a sense you can see vivid pictures of your future and you are just so excited i remember that when we were going through the tough times i told you from 2014 to 2016 my wife will sometimes ask me ah, why are you so excited today you're just excited what has changed what has changed about our situation i mean i couldn't explain it on those days except to tell her that i have seen the future that i had seen the future now, if you know that song by the musical group Infinity, you might want to start humming it at this point. 
And so, you wake up on some mornings, and sometimes it hits you in the middle of a normal day. Sometimes when you wake up, sometimes it just hits you in the middle of a normal day. And even though nothing has changed about your career or your status in life, you just feel like you own the world. You're so high. You're so excited. You can see big pictures of your own future. You can see how things are going to be. You can see that all the ideas you have been having, they are not for nothing. You're getting new ideas. If you're like me, who is a writer, you've written about three or four chapters that day. If you're a teacher, you've spoken or mouthed three or four podcasts that day if you're an architect you have done drawn new buildings if you're an actor you have written new scripts you're just high that day you can't explain it you can just see a picture of your own future you can see how things are going to be you're very excited you're very on top you're feeling charged those are the days you're most productive and then as i have said the very next day the crash will come and the crash of emotions that will follow the high of yesterday will be epic epic and you will blame and laugh at yourself for having stupid dreams am i the only one that has felt this way one day you are high in the clouds nothing has changed about your career nothing has changed about your bank account you are still as broke as you were yesterday but for some reason you cannot explain sometimes it is triggered by something you watched or something you saw or something you heard but something triggers you in your spirit and all of a sudden you're just high you are excited you are motivated finally you can see that all your dreams and all your ideas were not for nothing you are going to be big and you are high and you infect everybody around you with that highness and later that day or the next day or the day that follows it or the next week even you come crashing down and your mind will be telling you so why were you excited yesterday you 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 why were you excited yesterday <laughs> and then you will start laughing at yourself almost in depression as the reality of your situation hits you and you cannot see any way in which you can fulfill all those things that were making you excited yesterday and so you will be almost depressed well i have good news for you i've come here to tell you do not laugh at yourself and do not allow yourself to be depressed i will say that again no matter what kind of low hits you after your high don't laugh at yourself don't laugh at your own dreams all right don't put yourself down You see, I'll tell you a secret. What happens in those high moments is not a fantasy. I'll say that again. What happens in those moments when you are excited about your own future is not a fantasy. What you are actually seeing in those moments is that your heart or your spirit knows something that your head and your senses cannot see or understand yet. Have you sometimes just been on your own and your heart just keeps in excitement at the contemplation of your own future? What happens in those moments is that your heart or your spirit knows something that your head or your senses cannot see or understand yet. It was from T.D. Jakes, Thomas Dexter Jakes, that I first heard about this phenomenon. And I really don't have time to do it justice here except to let you know that the excitement you feel on such days when you are high should let you know that you are destined for great things and that your spirit is just trying to encourage you by showing you real pictures of your future. The things that you saw that made you excited are not just imaginations or fantasies or imaginings. They are actually real pictures of the future you. And they are sometimes so real that you can't sleep. Surely this has happened to you or am I the only one? 
If you have ever had a dream that kept you awake so much from the excitement, you couldn't sleep, you were just awake from the excitement. That is a picture of the real you in the future. Anything that can keep you awake from sleep, even when you are tired, in excitement, is not just a fantasy. It is actually a picture of your future self. And what your spirit does in those times, what providence does in those times, is that it brings the future of your future self to you in the present to encourage you and to keep you from giving up. That is what happens. So what happens the next day is that when the adrenaline leaves your system, the enemy or the systems that come against you try to attack you into depression to let you know or to let you feel as, as if the things you saw were a lie. Those things are not a lie, okay? You have actually seen your the picture of your future self and that picture is accurate. Now, even though the exact details might be different, you might have seen yourself in America being a billionaire in America and then you might end up living in London. The exact details might be different in the way it happens exactly. But what you have seen is an accurate picture of your future successful self okay now so this is the first thing you must know in how to deal with the problem and the frustration of not knowing how to fulfill your dreams or execute your greatest ideas practically all right this is the first thing you must know there is no getting away from the frustrations of neural agitation the highs and the lows high today low tomorrow excited this week depressed next week you just have to learn to deal with them okay secondly and as i have alluded to already or touched upon it will seem to you as if you're wasting a lot of resources sometimes between the high and the low you believe so much in an idea and you believe that you found the way to execute it and you go out and you spend money and resources and then all those things seemingly come to nothing well i have news for you don't regret all the money or resources you seemingly wasted on schemes that led nowhere what you have just done is success by elimination i will say it again every time you spent money in trying to execute an idea and then it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out or it seemingly didn't work out at all don't worry what you have just done is achieving success by the process of elimination with every venture that you try which doesn't pan out you have unwittingly eliminated a dead end and you now know how to dig deeper for the true path or you now know to dig deeper for the true path every time you spend money on something that doesn't work out in trying to fulfill your dreams or in pursuit of your dreams or the execution of your dream project you haven't wasted money or resources you have just unwittingly eliminated a dead end and now you know to look deeper for the true path having said that though that shouldn't be your modus operandi indefinite <laughs> as just latin or greek or whatever that should not be your modus operandi indefinite. In short, that shouldn't be the way you operate all the time or indefinitely. Okay. It is allowed for you to fumble and stumble for a while, pissing off money and resources. Forgive my expression. You are allowed to stumble and fumble around for a while, pissing off money, pissing off resources, wasting money and resources and all that. Again, wasting in quotes because you're not really wasting. But at some point, you are expected to be wise and diligent and commit resources 
to things that make sense, all right? Because all that process, as I've told you, is an elimination process of learning. You're supposed to be learning what won't work. And as you eliminate what won't work, you're coming closer to what will work. So that at a point, it's unacceptable for you to waste resources anymore on projects that don't work out. It was King Solomon who opined or who said as much in one of his contemplations. King Solomon said, The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. And this is why I told you earlier that every time I have what I consider the breakthrough path to fulfill a breakthrough idea, or every time I have what is a breakthrough idea, no matter how excited I get, I discipline myself to sit on it for between 24 to 72 hours. If after that time I am still as excited about it as I was when I first conceived it, then I begin to tell members of my team. But I don't tell anybody for at least 24 hours because within that time, a whole lot of the ideas I thought were breakthrough ideas, when I really thought about them, were really nothing. So the plans of a diligent mind mind leads to plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty, if you rush out every time you have an idea, if you rush out and you spend money, it will lead to poverty. That is what King Solomon said. So as you start out and even for a while after that, you will always be unsure of how to proceed to fulfill your dreams exactly. But with each neural agitation you have, each low that comes after the high, it will bring you closer and closer to fulfilling your dreams. And with that proximity will come action steps. A lot of those action steps will seemingly lead to nothing, but each step you execute will bring you closer to actualization as you unwittingly eliminate that which will not work. I have told you already that 2014 was a very difficult year for us. I had gotten the epiphany I was supposed to go into mentorship the year before in 2013 and I thought what that meant was that I should stop what I was doing at that time, which was our TV show, the Teju Babyface show. When I got the idea in 2013, I, 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 thought, I thought what it meant was that I had to stop the Teju Babyface show and start a show on TV that I was going to build around mentoring. I was going to call it the mentorship show or something like that. In fact. I even had a principle to back up this my belief this my belief i had a principle to back it up the principle was that the great uh, the greatest teacher whoever lived said that you could not pour new wine into old wine skin that if you pour new wine into old wine skin the skin will burst and all the wine will be spilled so the way i thought about it in my mind was since i had this new idea and this new calling to mentor people what it meant was that i had to stop the tv show the Ted babyface show because i couldn't bring this new idea of mentorship into the old show and risk ruining both of them all right and therefore i decided to stop the Ted babyface show and do a new mentorship show <laughs> what a miscalculation a great miscalculation that turned out to be no TV station was willing to partner with us on that show, despite our best efforts. I spent quite a lot of resources uh, making, uh, doing up a new studio, building a new studio, buying lights, camera, doing this, doing that, and we tried and we tried. But after a year, I had to admit that I had miscalculated. 
and that if I was not going to go under totally, we had to revive the Teju Baby Face Show. We had to bring the Teju Baby Face Show back. And that was easier said than done because we had lost all our sponsors and all the TV stations that were partnering with us. And so I conceived a brilliant business idea and to share it with prospective investors and prospective uh, people who would give me money to do the show. And like I said, investors, as I call them, prospective investors, I wrote a very detailed business plan and I spent nearly all the money we had on printing and producing it. Everyone who saw that plan was like, wow, wow, what a plan, man, wow, wow, because it was very beautiful, even if I do say so myself. And so I started to distribute that business plan amongst the high net worth individuals that I knew. And you know that I know quite a few of them. I started to give it to them. I was convinced that the worst case scenario was that I would at least raise the money I spent in producing the plan. That even if I didn't get the money to go back and do the 30 baby face show, even if I didn't raise enough to get the funds I need to go back and produce the show and get the show back on TV, the 30 baby face show, at least I would get the money that I had spent in producing the business plan, I would get the money back. Well, guess what? I didn't get a single cobble. I did not raise one single cobble, not a single penny did anybody give me. It was very painful and disappointing to say the least. But guess what? That disappointment or that elimination of that business plan or that business path, the elimination of it was what led me to the next plan and the strategy that actually worked for us and got our show back on television. Even though the plan I thought would work and the plan that I had built the business plan around did not work, it was the inspiration that I got off the back of it not working that led to the strategy that finally got our show back on television. So my efforts and the resources I poured into that business plan were not a waste even though it seemed like that at first. Are you getting my point? So as I have said, take note that you do not keep flinging resources whimsically on every idea that pops into your head. After a while, as you become more and more comfortable and familiar with your dreams, you are expected to do diligent work and weigh every prospective action on which you intend to embark upon so that you can reduce the window for wastage of resources as you will never become a successful person if you are hasty with the limited blessings and the resources you have because to whom much is given much is expected all right all right great <laughs> that is all i can share with you for now and i hope it was very helpful to you as i keep telling you you will need more than what i share with you here because the deepest secrets I will tell you or that I can share with you will only come out when you ask me the right questions. And this is why King Solomon said that insight in a man's heart are like deep waters and a man of understanding will draw them out. I will say that again. King Solomon opined that insight, counsel, wisdom in a man's heart are like deep waters and only a man of understanding will draw them out. And this is why mentorship is so important. It is in the answers your mentor gives to the questions you ask. It is in those answers that you will get the keys to unlock your awesome destiny in life. All right. 
So feel free to write and ask me questions. You already know my email address. It is tedju at mindingyourtalent.com. Tedju at mindingyourtalent.com. Having said that, however, uh, there is no point asking me a question if I have answered that question in either of my books. My first book was called Secrets of the Streets. How to achieve success with your talent. You know this already. My second book is called Forget Principles, Find a Mentor. How to connect with the people who will help you get from where you are to where you need to be in life. I wrote those books based on the answers I gave to a lot of my protégés who asked me questions. I consider those books as the first two books, the first true, I mean the first two introductory books that anybody who wants to be mentored by me must read. Because when you read those books, I would have answered quite a few questions that you have already. I know this is true because as I've told you, the content of those books are based or is based on the answers to the questions that other protégés have asked me. And if you have those problems, they also have those problems. Or another way of saying is that the problems that they have are problems that a lot of other people have. So do yourself a favor and buy or rather read those two books, Secrets of the Streets and Forget Principles, Find a Mentor. After you have read those books, even though I would have answered quite a few questions you had already or that you have already, those books will open your mind up to greater questions that you can ask. And then at that point, write to me at tedju at mindingyourtalent.com and then both of us will be able to take it further and we will approach a land called success all right i wish you a fantastic week god bless you cheers